welcome to my crazy artist life podcast, where we lift the lid and take an honest look at all things art, creativity, and business. From growing as an artist, improving your art practice, the ups and downs of being creative, as well as crafting a strong business that is enjoyable and it also nourishes the soul. Join us as we take a deep dive into what life is like as an artist in my crazy artist life. Hi Kat, how are you today? Hey Lisa, I am fantastic and I'm so excited about today's podcast. I know it's a great topic that we've picked for today. It is. Today we're talking about setting up a space in your home for you to paint. Yes, and I think that is such an important aspect to getting your work started or, you know, getting into your day. Well, art supplies actually take up a lot of room. Um, Paints take up a lot of room. Canvases take up a lot of room. Oh my gosh, they do. Massive amounts of room. Um, (laughs) One of the biggest problems that I hear artists say online is that they don't have space at home to put all of their things. Um, Both of us have home studios for our listeners and I have an office that's probably a little bit bigger than that cats but I have to share my office with my husband who also works and studies from home so I have a few different challenges what's your studio like cat um mine's yes like you said it's slightly smaller than this um I struggle with space in terms of my canvases and um, my substrates think there I've only got the tiniest space for my chair <laughs> every time I move I knock over something <laughs> and that's just been a pain so I've kind of resorted to hanging a lot of my paintings in our guest bedroom as well as my kids rooms yeah <laughs> um and a lot of things go under the bed like my canvases go under the bed and my um uh packaging I have stuff I have two wardrobes that are currently full yeah, of oh um, glass frames for for watercolor so paintings. we don't have a lot of um wardrobes mm. in our house to store stuff so yeah that's one of my struggles <laughs> now just for our listeners I just want to let you know that the suburb that we're recording this in in Brisbane happens to be the noisiest suburb when it comes to building and renovation so if you hear any banging in the background it is because there is a major renovation project happening about three doors from this this is what life is and you know what <laughs> This is the day that we need to get the recording done. So we really do apologize if there's a little bit of background noise, but please give us grace as we're just working out the podcast. Now, one of the biggest things that you really do need in a home studio is a table. Yes, an ergonomic table or a table that's at the right height for you to not hurt your back. Yeah. Quite important. And it's big enough to hold both your... Uh, medium your canvas or your paper and all of the bits and pieces that you have on there as well Um, my table at the moment is actually quite a small tabletop Um, it would be probably close to a picnic table however I work in watercolor primarily and so I find that that is actually a suitable size for me to do my paintings because most of my paintings at the moment fit on that paper Uh, I can fit the paper on the table with my palettes, with my water, with my brushes. 
and my and my paper and it's in its fine what about you Kat? it's actually a, a big struggle for me to because i work in mixed media i need everything but the kitchen sink you around need glue me. scissors oh yeah so i've actually i've got a big table which is great but um Half of it is taken up by, I don't know why I do this, I stack a pile of my papers, like my watercolour papers, mixed media papers, on one side because there's no other room for me to put it and that takes up my painting space. But, you know, I just leave it there and then I've got my lamps and I've got um, my pencils on one side and I do actually have a little cupboard that's open um, with shelving, like a shelf cupboard I suppose um with all my paints on there and I've stuck on or I should say drilled in a little kind of what do you call them it's got like squares like a wire kind of thing oh it's it's the hanging frames the hanging you get them at Ikea and if you have a look on Pinterest you'll find them under artwork storage all the time yes it's a great idea where you hang your paint tubes upside down with with bulldog clips clips. onto a wire uh, so that's been really helpful I've kind of um stuck two together so I've got a bigger piece and um you can get large pieces but yeah I've hung all my uh, acrylic and oil paints on there which saves me a bit of space um and I've got two wall easels so I which are awesome and I have great <laughs> levels of jealousy you over. can totally come on over and use one <laughs> at the moment it's just housing a ginormous blank canvas (laughs) and there's another actually wooden canvas that's sitting on the other one that has had a painting on it in progress for the last two years (laughs) i know can i just say for our listeners big canvases are intimidating whether or not you have been painting for one week two weeks or 10 years big canvases are still intimidating because it's a big job it's a lot of work it Mm. is a lot of work and you kind of sometimes avoid it just because it's like huge it's gonna take me years (laughs) the next really important thing is lighting now i have a really funny story about this a few years ago i did a portraiture exhibition and i was really out of time so i spent a lot of time painting at night and i was painting away and i think i just grabbed some home office lamps from around the house to try and give myself enough light to be able to paint with What I didn't realize was that the globes in the lights were very yellow. So it was casting a yellow light all over my paintings. And when I came back in the morning, I realized I had undercompensated yellow in all of my paint mixing. And I ended up having to repaint the faces again because I was not working in correct light. So having natural daylight window is really good if you can butt a table up against a window or have a really well lit room you get much better um, color mixing you get much better detail because you can see your paper properly and also if you do have uh, painting at night time Try and find a globe that is a neutral colour. Like a daylight globe. It's a daylight globe. Mm -hmm. And you can order specific artist daylight globes off online. You can do a search for it and and order it in. They're actually very hard to find in the shops, a true daylight globe. But they're worth investing in, especially if you're going to be doing a lot of night painting. Exactly. Especially if you're working watercolour. I mean, once you... Put that paint down it's it's yeah, very yes, hard to change it is very hard to change 
Now let's talk about the different types of easels because there's a few different types of easels that you can paint on. There's yeah. a wall easel. Yep, desk easel. There's a desk easel and then there's also your standing floor easel. Yeah. Question, do you really need an easel to be a painter? No, I, I don't think you do. I mean, it's handy, especially if it's got wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Just move it around your room. Um, I think it's it's good for kind of semi-big canvases or if you've got large canvases, it's good to have the wall easels. I mean, some of the bigger easels that are standing... They can be very they, big pieces. Yeah, you can put 1.5 metre to 1.2 metre canvases on them. Yes. Um, it is hard to sometimes reach the top, especially for shorties like me. <laughs> I get sore arms unless you've got a stepladder. Um, but, yeah, I, I, they are handy to have, but there's nothing stopping you. Like, I've even now, even if I've got an easel, I've sometimes, sometimes resorted to... Um, laying my canvases on the ground yes. on the floor and just yeah. doing it that way or you know you've also got your table you don't really need one but you know if you have one it's certainly handy when it comes to buying an easel you don't need to buy the top of the line easel either I think there's this idea when you start in a, as an artist that you need to be spending your money on the most expensive top of the line thing and and I really disagree with that yeah, um, me too. I think that you need to just buy the best that you can that is affordable to you and just work with that. When, uh, before I was a, a proper painting artist, when I worked in my, my corporate field, I would do the occasional canvas painting and how I made an easel was by putting a chair on top of a table <laughs> and then leaning <laughs> a canvas against the chair and bracing it with a, a few bricks and pegs and, you know, putting an old sheet down so I didn't wreck my table. You know, there's just work with as much as what you've got. Exactly. I actually went onto Etsy and I ordered some plans to um, put an easel together. So I was, I had these grand plans. Was this going, when you started? When I first started, before oh, I had so my funny. easel, yeah. um, I really pestered my husband. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to get these plans and you're going to help me cut all the wood and we're going to put this easel together. And um, it actually never happened because <laughs> Alney came out with this amazing I think it was like $90 easel. Oh, fantastic. And it is just like such great quality. So yeah. for 90 bucks, I'm yeah. still using it. I was actually, despite I've got three, two wall easels and a standing easel, I was contemplating on getting it. <laughs> <laughs> Never have enough Don't easels. Need it. Stop it. You can't help it with, you know, art supplies. You can't stop. <laughs> We're going to say this over and over again in our podcast that there is an absolute flaw in being an artist because you can never have too many paintbrushes or another color. It's or dangerous it's going so into an, uh, an art shop. Like it is so dangerous. Just remove your credit card from your pocket. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about was creating a space that encourages creativity because when you want to sit down and paint a painting you um if you were sitting in a in a in a room that was very dark um uninspiring it's actually really hard to get creative it and it's not that you need to decorate a room beautifully 
but you do want to just put a bit of thought into what you surround yourself with so for an example in my office here I've got a beautiful tall bookcase that at the moment is full of interesting little trinkets I've got little sculptures everywhere I've got buckets of one two three four buckets of paintbrushes I have little things of flowers everywhere it's actually an inviting light environment to paint in and I think uh, wherever you set up your studio try and think about adding small details like a lovely pot plant absolutely some beautiful um pottery I love adding pottery in my studio it's just yeah it's really nice to have some artistic elements displayed in your space um I think it's very important like my studio is actually quite dark because out my where my room is is just set down below like half underground so I don't get a lot of natural light in, in my studio your studio is gorgeously it's very lit very bright yeah it's beautiful I have a very large window here which is just beautiful now yeah. did you end up putting lighting into your studio I did so when we moved into our place there was this big space that we split into two one side is my husband's office one side is my little studio and when we put in lighting I made sure that the lighting on the ceiling was um daylight globes um and I have three of them on on the ceiling and I've also got lamps on my desk I've got two lamps on my desk that are both daylight so I do get a little bit of Um, natural light coming in but yeah it's quite dark in my room so do you paint with your lighting on during the day yes during the day and obviously at At night night. yeah so I I if I'm working anytime my lights are on they need to be on otherwise yeah the the colors just don't turn out right so yeah one great thing that has been developed in the last couple of years that is brilliant for artists is the ring lights yes I have one they are so fantastic um you can find them on ebay you can find them on a lot of the e-commerce shops online that are brilliant little um ring lights that do pump out quite a lot of light yeah some of them are better quality than others of course and they're Um, not too expensive you can get them on amazon you can get very reasonable ones and they're really great for if you just need to light your space a bit better to do your painting yeah, definitely invest in one of those if you can. Now, music. Oh, yes. <laughs> do you paint in silence or do you have music on? No, I always have some sort of – well, during the night I actually use a different set of music than I do during the do day. You? Yeah, I do. Um, at night I just feel like, you know, because my kids are asleep, <laughs> it's quiet and I can't really, you know, pump dance music <laughs> at night, which is what I do during the day, you know, to give me, like, a different type of, of energy. energy yeah and at night I listen to a lot of like more um relaxing music and mm. yeah it's just and it can't be loud because my kids rooms are quite close to my studio so I keep it on the low but it's it's nice background music you know you sound like to. you need a set of um wireless headphones I do but I kind of hesitate on getting them because in case you know one of my kids is screaming upstairs. Oh, you wouldn't or, hear them. <laughs> I won't hear them because, you know, half the time my husband's working, so I'm the only one at home. <laughs> so I can't put earphones on. Yeah. Um, if it's, you know, if my husband's home, then certainly I pump the music in my headphones. <laughs> but a lot of the time I need to keep it down to keep the kids asleep. Yeah, I'm often listening to um, 
I have I have music and noise on most of the time when I'm painting, and I go I I usually go for a little bit more of the um, instrumental type stuff. The you know kind of like smooth folky tunes, oh, yeah. um, very vocal kind of songs. Yeah, I love it. I love listening to audiobooks and. Ah. I'll, I'll often listen to an audiobook while I paint. Is that like stories? Yeah, like okay. I love listening to fiction books okay. um, when I paint. I can't do that. I can't concentrate. <laughs> I, I can't, like, it's just background music for me. I, I don't actually zone in because mm. I'm so zoned into my artwork. I don't, that's mm. just how I work. Everyone's different in how they work. Like, they can kind of listen into if you're listening to an audiobook. And follow along. I can't. I just, yeah, I just follow. It along. is. It is tricky listening to an audiobook, or if you're, if you're like listening to podcasts or interviews, which I listen to a lot. What can happen is you end up spending more time concentrating on your painting, and then you miss a vital yeah. bit in the podcast, <laughs> and you I have to go back a little bit. Especially if it's an interesting podcast or like a really good audiobook. I I tend to like if I do that, I tend to stop and listen into the podcast, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to miss this. And so <laughs> my painting just goes. You know, it's a bit of procrastinating as well. So. Oh, I know. it is so good. I'll tell you a very funny story. In my years as a graphic designer, if we had a very hard deadline, there was a high level of pressure, we would get the techno on the headphones oh, God. because it made us work so much faster. So music is really important. And I think it's a personal preference as to what you listen to. Absolutely. And I think that's why I listen to the dance music during the day. I feel like I work fast <laughs> with the dance music because that's the time, you know, if my kids aren't home, I'm like, okay, got to get things done. Fast music. <laughs> it's not like Justin Bieber, is it? No. No, no, no. Although, you know, some of his songs are okay. But no, I don't listen to him religiously. Oh, so funny. All right. The last thing that I wanted to talk about is actually when you're setting up your own studio is to think about how your art supplies are laid out because when you've got a limited amount of time to paint, you want to be able to walk in and in just five minutes be set up ready to paint or you want to be able to um, get going rather quick. Some mediums actually require a lot of setup. For example, oil takes quite a bit of time to get yourself prepared yeah. and mixed up and squeeze the tubes out and all of that kind of things. There's other mediums that are much faster. I think watercolor would have to be the quickest because yeah, and coloring pencils and coloring in pencils. Um, so having your your palettes ready to go, having your um, do you wash your palettes after every time you after you use them? See, I don't really, um, I don't, I haven't done watercolor in a while. <laughs> so with acrylics, I use the paper palettes. Oh, you use paper. Yeah, palettes? sometimes. If I'm quick enough, I wipe them and reuse them. Because yeah. with a baby wipe, anything can be removed. I love <laughs> baby wipes. So if I'm quick enough and, you know, I'm not using those particular paints anymore, I wipe it off and reuse the um, paper palette. But I do have a glass palette that I use for oh, oils. Oh, yes. Um, and, yeah, I do wipe it off after each use. So. Yeah, I tend to use um, – I, I do a little bit of acrylic painting – I haven't dipped my toe in the oil water yet, um, but whenever I do, I actually get old dinner plates and oh, yeah. paint on old dinner plates to do that. But I find it's a little bit more work when you've 
packing up because you have to um, clean it off or or do something like that. Well, yeah, with the acrylic paints, I've seen a lot of artists, they, they have like a build-up of acrylic paints and yeah. then they do this the peel acrylic peel-off. So I've, <laughs> I don't know how that works for me personally. Maybe I haven't got enough experience. But I, when I put paint over my old paints that have dried, for some reason, they tend to peel off and then get mixed in with yeah, my new paint. So yeah, like, oh, I've found that. that. And it's probably for me because I tend to water my acrylics down, which I know is that's not correct technical <laughs> I know, um, that's fine. technique. You're supposed to be using acrylic mediums to thin your... No, I've seen um, a lot of... Well, you can, but I've seen a lot of artists use water, yeah. especially with the spray bottles yeah. on acrylics. Yeah, that's right. So it's probably because of that. And But if you do yeah. get solid acrylic paint, it does set solid, and it, it's pretty fun pulling it off the plate. <laughs> I've seen it. You do, like, peel porn. <laughs> um this has been such a great episode talking about setting up your studio if you've got a question that you would love to ask us about how to set up your studio make sure you come and find us and ask us because we're actually really here to answer your questions and help you set up your studio in a way that will really work so while we've been talking if there's something that you've really wanted to ask and said how did you do this please jump online jump on our social media you can follow cat at cat hamilton art yeah and you can follow me at lisa may designs lisa maj designs and honestly make a comment and ask us a question because we will be coming back and talking yeah. uh later on about mm-hmm. Yeah, there's an, ab- studio. there's an abundance of stuff to talk about. We could go on for a while. I have time. a feeling we're going to do a lot of episodes about working in a studio. In fact, next week when we're coming back, we're actually going to talk about the tips when you don't have a dedicated room to paint in because yeah. this is such a common thing. When you're starting out, not everybody has a room that they can um have to their art so come back next week because we are going to unpack that one yes very exciting all right see you next week bye now kat do you have anything special that our our listeners would be interested in i have a very exciting giveaway um for the listeners um of this podcast to go into the draw to win this amazing uh, embellished print of Wild Dreamer, you need to direct message me. Go to my social media, either Facebook or Instagram, or you can go to my website and um, email me via there and send me the code word STRENGTH. STRENGTH is yeah, the code that's word. that's the code you... word for you to go in the draw to win this gorgeous print. Um, so, yep. Once you do that, I will put you in the draw and I will um, select a random lucky winner out of those. Which we will announce on the first episode in July because when we're recording this, we're a little bit early. So this will run for all of June. Yes, exactly. It is about an A4 size. so. And what's the print would it normally sell for? Approximately 100 US dollars. Wow. Yes, so... 
This is a beautiful print too, by the way. So I would encourage you, if you want to get your hot hands on one of Kat's beautiful prints, make sure you go to her social media accounts and direct message her with the code word. Strength. Strength. Do not reveal it on (laughs) on the, you know, where everyone else can see it. So you're not going to be posting this on Facebook or Instagram. This is only for podcasting listeners. Yes. That is really exciting. To say a big thank you for listening in. I am so excited about launching this podcast. So I have put together a brilliant giveaway. And I actually think it's been a few months since I've done a a giveaway. And I'm going to do something very similar to you. So if you can jump onto my Instagram or Facebook, you can find me at Lisa May, M-A-J, designs on both Instagram and Facebook. And you need to send me a direct message with the code word. And what I'm giving away is a journal and artwork pack to the value of $100. So I launched a brand new collection of beautiful journal covers called Vintage Floral. And I'm giving away two journals with these beautiful cover designs that are really pretty as well as a miniature floral painting. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. It's going to be beautiful. And the code word that you need to email me is vintage floral. Lisa, what an amazing giveaway. I think any of our listeners to get that pack would be super lucky. Yes. So exciting. So it's only available for podcasting listeners. I'm not going to advertise this anywhere else except for on the podcast. It's only here. So, um, yeah, jump, jump on, jump on, get in <laughs> Come and find us. DM us, Lisa. Send us a DM. How so exciting. Get on it. Get on it. <laughs>that's it for today's episode we hope you thoroughly enjoyed it would you like to subscribe that way you can get notifications when we bring out new episodes every week also don't forget to follow us on social media and if you want to you can leave a review that would be fantastic have a great week and see you next time